0: This episode of the Guiltless Podcast is brought to you by Southern Tier Brewing. Southern Tier is two floors and 15,000 square feet of the best drinking atmosphere in the city. With over 30 craft beers on draft, a full cocktail and wine bar, their very own taproom for events, and weekly specials for food and drinks. Whether it's the New Hayes New England IPA or the Peanut Butter Cup Imperial Stout, Southern Tier has something for everyone. Located in the heart of downtown Cleveland at 811 Prospect Avenue East and open seven days a week. You can also find them on all social media platforms with their menus. Take a visit to Cleveland's Southern Tier Brewing today. Listen up, bitches! so good now we're good okay now tell me about tell me about taylor yeah
1: so i got to see her twice which was probably one of the greatest honors of my life honestly being able on this specific tour to see her twice i saw her at metlife in jersey and then in detroit
0: i've never heard anyone refer Uh. to anyone seeing anyone as an honor (laughs) Usually, it's like i had a lot of fun no like i was blessed
1: i was like i i would have I mean, I paid a lot of money for those tickets, but I probably would have even paid more for it because it was that good of a concert. Like I, I truly loved it and I got to go with friends who also really loved it. So it was, it was amazing.
0: Yeah. Wait, where did you see her? The last one?
1: MetLife and then Detroit.
0: Okay, which was the one where everyone got poured on? Was that Pittsburgh?
1: That was um, Foxborough, I believe. I okay. think Nashville and Foxborough were the two that rained.
0: You'll, because you'll, you'll, you'll gut through that because you're younger. Right. Um, <laughs> when you hit my age, no, I mean, you're out. all things need to be perfect for anything like that. It doesn't matter who it is. Jesus can be on guitar <laughs> and I'd be like, it's really cold. Right. And I'm not prepared, so we have to go back to the hotel.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is a tough one, though, when you spent that much money on tickets. You're like, do Probably. I stay or do I go? I'm not
0: going to ask you how much, but I have <laughs> looked up like how, like just average. Oh. i looked up shitty tickets. Yeah. And it's... Multiple car payments yes. for one.
1: Yeah, the resale prices are insane. Luckily, I was a part of the original buying process mm. where it was the face value. Uh, if I had to get resale, I don't think I would be going because it's it's thousands. Like, it's insane to go. It's, oh God.
0: I'm sure it's good. I've actually, I've heard she puts on a very good, yeah. not just Mute, but I mean just the show Everything. itself. Is yeah. like, a, like, I am not an MGK fan, but everyone says his shows are very, yes. very, like the, the spectacle of the shows ideally takes away from the music and it kind of it's just it's a really like when I saw him come down from that zip line when he was like okay yeah, I can see why it's someone experience. would be it's an experience yeah it's more <laughs> of an experience yeah definitely um, I can't say that I can name any song other than one of Taylor Swift's it might be one of those things where I do know a Taylor Swift yeah. song I just don't know what's her
1: I'm sure you do because of radio hits over the years. I mean, she's been singing for like 15 plus years now. Like, you know, you know, some that are probably like, oh, I didn't realize that was Taylor.
0: Yeah, she's been. And she's still only like, I think.
1: 33. 14. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> so young. She's a young. 33, kid. even though she says that's like 74 in pop star years, because once you are a, a woman getting a little bit older in the pop I industry. Think <laughs> I think 74.
0: I think that, that was the case. Years ago, but because of social media – like, the – the Carda- this is the one that I always joke around about with some friends. Mm-hmm. The Kardashians, there were 10 of those Kardashians, but it was way before social media. Mm. Like, E! always had – I cannot remember the name of the – there were girls very similar, like, on E! like, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I do not remember their name, but they – it was the Kardashians. But they didn't have mm-hmm. social media, and obviously – that whole family knows how to stay in the limelight. I oh, yeah. mean they have entire countries following them on social media. It's, for sure. it's nuts. But yeah, the um but for pop stars I think they can stay in because and one, she's good too. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan, but I'm not gonna deny that she's right. not good. She yeah. writes songs that people love.
1: Yeah, and she has a very dedicated fan base who, no matter what yeah, she does, it's like yeah, I'm her. right there. Like I will follow her anywhere. <laughs> it's like a cult kind of the way I'm saying it. Like I'll follow her no, anywhere. That's kind of weird, but I you know a, I embrace it. We all. I have a couple too. I have a
0: couple that I would spend a lot more money because usually I'm just like Jacob's Pavilion, fifty right. bucks tops because it's such a great place to see a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have, yeah. We all have like four or five. We'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll spend a couple. Right. It also we did it one time for Pearl Jam in Chicago. We uh we all got really really drunk at my friend's house because when you get older too, you don't go to bars. You get drunk at each other's houses <laughs> as couples. Right. And we woke up the next morning six hundred bucks lighter because we all bought. Pearl jam tickets. Oh and then we realize, oh, these are in Chicago. Now we have to go to Chicago. Right. So but I, I get it. I've been there. We've yeah. all been there. So well good. I'm glad I'm glad you had fun. I'm yeah. glad you weren't part of the uh the rain tour, I saw some videos of that. That yeah. looked miserable.
1: Well, in one of them, I believe they had to delay it a couple hours, yeah. so she didn't come on until 11 and performed the whole show, which is like a three-and-a-half-hour show. So she was on there till like 2.30 in the morning, and that is just, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, can't do that either. Yeah, no. 11? If someone's like, you want to meet her at 11? I'm like, in really? the morning, yeah. Yeah, you want to right. <laughs> 11 p.m., I've been asleep for an hour. Right. <laughs> Especially now. My time from 9 to midnight is just trying to get my son to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I can't waste that on literally anything else. Yeah.
1: I'm sure a kid makes your your days a little bit different than they were before. <laughs> I I've I've,
0: have I've found that it's better to have a kid when you're older, mm. in my opinion, because I already like staying home, um, where you're already kind of on a baby schedule because <laughs> yeah. we don't stay up late, and uh, I get up early anyway. Um yeah, I mean, and I kind of just like doing the stuff that he likes to do, which is fortunately being in Lakewood. I just walk him around Lakewood. Yeah, I so, feel like this is
1: a good area to be in with a, a young one for walkable oh, things for sure. And
0: since summer just started too, it's yeah. perfect. Like oh, if, yeah. if we'd had him like mid-January, Ugh. where it's like Thunderdome outside, it's yeah. terrible. Like I, that would have been a problem,
1: right? Because you're already kind of locked in during those couple months. Like yeah, and now I'm locked
0: in just... with someone else screaming at me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, just what you want.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, Abby Muir, thank you again for yeah. coming. Um, we were talking about how I came across you, but again, I, I just to kind of recap, I was always always in looking for different podcasts, Cleveland podcasts, because I do like Cleveland. I like the Cleveland-centric ones. I do find a lot of kind of the genre that you're in, which is sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find a lot of them to be kind of repetitive, which that can happen if you're doing kind of the same thing that mm-hmm. everyone is doing. But I think I mentioned, I don't think I'm offending anybody because I don't know any of them. Um, a lot of the, the sports ones come off whiny, like complaining. Why'd we do this? Why'd we do that? Why'd this happen? Can't believe we didn't do... Everyone is... Everyone, you know, they all work at advanced Auto Parts, but they're professional, professional, you know, football coaches. Right. (laughs) They know exactly what we should have done. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to say that all the moves have been right in sports history in Cleveland. I think there's a very nice documentary that proves it was not. But those those are tough to listen to unless you're in like a mood like Sunday around four o'clock. If the Browns lose, 92.3 is the funniest radio station in the country.
1: Oh yeah, you're ready for it in that moment. You're like everyone that calls in
0: (laughs) is. Hammered, <laughs> yes, and pissed. <laughs> it's really, really, really funny, yeah. And it's all stuff like that. But yours is yours is opinion, but yours is also kind of sports news. Is what I took. Mm-hmm. How, how did I characterize that? You think it's accurate?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's accurate. And I do try to not always lead with my emotion. I guess Um Hard not kind to. of it, Yes, exactly. Especially as a Cleveland sports fan, like we sure. have, we've been put through the ringer. And like I will say that for the fan base, like I understand why people feel the way they do a lot of times that they don't trust that things are ever going to change because why would they you know like this is how it's been for at least my entire life especially with the Browns organization Uh, so I understand why people feel the way they do I just think it's important to have perspective when you're watching uh, games and not just I don't know. Kind of look at everything uh, as the same as it's always been when there are different parts in place now. There's different people in place, um, and to kind of look at at things a little bit more objectively is kind of what I try to do on my podcast, especially with the Browns. Like I do that with the other teams, but I think people need it a little more with the Browns.
0: Oh, they certainly need it more with the Browns. Yeah. I mean the, the the Browns has been like a a 40 year Vietnam. It's been yeah,
1: just, awful. it's like no, <laughs>
0: this isn't gonna end well. Why do we do this? It's not gonna end well. We're gonna lose. Yes, there are every we've all. Every single season, but I think even more prior to Baker Mayfield is what I would say. Yeah. There was always times in a Browns game, not at the end of the game, mm-hmm. it's something that happens like toward the end of the second quarter, you're like, that's what's going to fuck us right there. Yes. That extra point, we're going to lose by one, I promise you. It's almost and like it you're looking for that to... moment
1: every game too. Like you see it and you're like, oh, that's it. Yep. Okay. Game over. It's I'm done. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. And
0: it happens a lot. Yes. And then the third quarter, and then you get into the fourth quarter and then that drive's happening. You're like. Oh, that extra point's gonna fuck. Oh
1: us. yeah. Well, and it's funny to watch games with fans of other fan bases, because uh, they'll they don't understand why we react like that. They're like, Why are yeah. you uh, already jumping to that? I'm like, have have you seen what we've looked like the last twenty years? Like, of course that's the conclusion I'm drawing when I'm watching Legitimately the game. this is gonna 20 happen. Years. Yeah. That's a
0: generation. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. People fall into playoffs more than we get into playoffs. Yep.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm so I was born in 95, and the Browns left in 95. So when I was four years old is when they came back. So all of my living memories have been this generation of the Browns that are just, and, it's not great. And <laughs> I had
0: both, because I, I had the Bernie days. Mm. Uh, I remember watching the game with the fumble when Ernest Beiner fumbled. I mean, that was, I remember sitting there with my brother and my dad, and my dad my dad was just like, oh, this, you can't, he's like, you can't, right? You can't make this up. How could they get this close? You know, it's – it's. I will say, obviously, in the last 15 years, mm-hmm. it's gotten substantially better in terms of there are just things that are happening that are kind of giving people hope, so to speak. Obviously, you have LeBron coming here, and then, of course, he left, yep. and everyone's like, of course he left. It has nothing to do with, of course he left, just why would he not leave Cleveland? Right. Then he comes back, wins the title. Um you know, you have uh, you know, the the two year one win game drive with the Browns, but then Baker Mayfield has this kind of glimpse of of kind of hope. Right. Um, but this is where the delusion part starts, in my opinion again. Um, as soon as we had that really good year with Baker Mayfield, and we had a really, really good year. Mm-hmm. A great year for us, but a good year for most football teams. Um, and as soon as that year ended, everyone's like, Great year, next year Super Bowl. I'm like I feel like yeah. Am I the only person – and you know what? A lot of times I do feel like I am the only person <laughs> yeah. watching. Um, I feel like I'm the only person listening for sure. Everyone's nodding along, and I'm just as drunk. I'm like, why am I not falling for this? But I don't know. W- when you're looking at that and, like, if, if people have ever asked you about the show, I've talked about the show, how do you approach – well, let's start. We'll go sport by sport. How do you approach, like, a Browns kind of breakdown as we're getting into the season?
1: Yeah, so getting into the season, and I also do this and I do some video work for Sports Illustrated about the Browns, and I'm kind of looking at it um, from just kind of a high level perspective of like, what could this position group do that will go well? And if things go poorly, like what is that going to look like? So kind of looking at the high end and the low end of things um, and just kind of roster construction, the way we're setting ourselves up for the season. uh, And I I think that... You know, in this particular offseason, I feel like the front office has shown that they're kind of all in at this point, Um, just in a lot of the moves that they made, a lot of the money that they're putting into different things, um, you know, the complaints that fans and I'm sure the team had of the way things went last year. They work to fix a lot of those things by bringing in different guys. Um, So I kind of look at the team from that perspective going into the season. Uh, And then usually it falls apart week one, pretty much. But, you know, that's uh, that's where I take it from the beginning. During kickoff?
0: Week one, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> except you know, last year, week one was Cade York's uh game winning kick, so I guess it didn't fall apart quite yet. Week one, last but year, but you know, even
0: <laughs> then, and I remember that, even then, everyone was like, That was so close, yeah, <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> but yeah. you always had what we had at the time was, but when Deshaun Watson said, right. As soon as that suspension's up, everything will be fine, right? That was our delusion for it the was. year,
1: and I think week one because we were playing the Panthers and Baker, like we just needed that as like a moral thing to like, all right, we gotta, we have to get this win, or else we are going to hear it from everyone in the national media forever yeah. that we lost that game. So yeah. it was it was important in a lot of ways. <laughs> what did you
0: think about the whole bit? Ba- well, what did you think first about just Baker's time here?
1: Yeah, so I kind of rode a bit of a roller coaster with Baker. Like I did feel after the 2020 season, and I think a lot of it was just. You know, going through the pandemic and finding football as like maybe one of the only escapes that anyone had during the pandemic. Like there was truly nothing else to do other than watch sports when they came back, you know, even though a lot of them were kind of put on pause for a while. So that season was just, I feel like, so important to people's like mental health in general of like, I need this right now and watching those games each week as we kind of made our push to the playoffs. So I was, you know, I was a fan of Baker. I had my questions, I think about his limitations and how good he could really be. And I think that was pretty clear to at least most people. I think some people were like, nah, he can be number one guy. I think most people were like, yeah, this guy, he's, he's shorter. He has some limitations um, in, in a couple areas of his game. So um, I, I understood that, but I felt like we could go – you know, decently far with him if we had the right pieces around. I never felt like he was a guy that was just going to elevate the team without those pieces around, like a Patrick Mahomes, who no matter who you throw out their receiver – Patrick Mahomes is still going to probably take you to that the Super dude Bowl. Could find me in Doesn't that matter. Zone. Yeah, he's he's going to figure it out. Baker's not that kind of guy. And you could still win games with guys that are like Baker. You just have to have a lot of things go right for you. Um, and then when everything started happening in 2021 with his arm, uh, his shoulder, and everything started to derail, um, I didn't really love the way that he was handling things. Uh, felt like things were kind of getting out into the media. There were just a lot of questions about. Um, just kind of his character in those moments. So I was kind of ready to move on by the end of the season. I think that Packers game where he threw like five interceptions really put me over the edge too. I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not liking this anymore. Um, But I also didn't feel like we were ever going to get an elite quarterback to come to Cleveland. Like that's just not something I saw happening uh, in terms of just like the city um, just kind of the dysfunction that's been around the organization. Um, I never saw someone like Deshaun Watson being like, yeah, I will pick them, uh, which, you know, you can argue he picked for a number of reasons, one being money. uh, But in general, I just did not see that in the cards for us. So I was nervous to move on knowing that, like, I don't know what our next move is. Like, where do we go from here?
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I I don't, obviously I don't follow stuff like that. Like I follow fighting more than anything and I'm more, I think in tune with basketball Mm -hmm. um, just because I played basketball my whole life. But with football, my opinion of, I agree, I think he you know, he had kind of like a, a similar Johnny Manziel vibe, obviously with a lot more talent and a lot more proven success. Mm-hmm. I, I also thought, given a two-year, one-game win drought, I feel like, but again, this, that's just kind of the way we are with quarterbacks and, and players in general. I mean, for what he kind of gave the city in the years that he was playing here, I do think that it was a little bit, Kind of like a shitty, just get out of here. We don't need you anymore. Right. As opposed to like we are, we just quickly forgot, you know. And right. I'm not, hey, I'm I'm not saying that that he handled things well. He he didn't, right? You know, but I don't know. Then that just might be the way that football, the way the professional sports is. though. Yeah,
1: and I think that is a big part of it. Is like teams do this all of the time it's just I think on a bigger scale when it's a quarterback it's a name like Baker he was the first pick in a draft like it's a big deal to move on from a guy like that and not sign him to another contract so I think and just his personality I think made it bigger in general too yeah. um, so I I mean I'm still grateful for like the good moments that we had with it but I, I do think it was going to be hard for them at that point to sign him to like some big deal because the way we see it with quarterback contracts and we've seen it this offseason every guy is one upping the next even if they're not more talented, like you are getting a bigger contract dollar wise than the next guy. And I just don't think Andrew Barry sat there and was like, yeah, I feel comfortable like committing to this guy for a couple more years, uh, knowing what he saw.
0: I, I agree with that. And I think even more so for, uh, for football, because it's obviously a much more brutal sport. It's oh, yeah. way more physical. I mean, it does not take... Well, but football players don't have as much guaranteed money as... Right. ...basketball players do.
1: Right, yes.
0: Even mid-tier basketball sure. players have guaranteed stupid guaranteed contracts... Yes. ...versus football players do not. Yep. Unless you're like, obviously, I like a Patrick Mahomes. Like, hey, we'll take that gamble. Um. What about... What about basketball? And, and, and then... Because I... I see like I listen to a couple of your episodes yeah. and I see obviously a lot of football and basketball. I don't see as much Guardians wise.
1: I feel like I haven't talked about the Guardians as much on the podcast. Um I do go to a lot of games. I have the the fifty dollar standing room only pass for every single game. I don't know if you've saw that, but it's a it's a monthly pass and you pay fifty bucks a month and you can go to every single game standing room, which is an incredible deal I if you go to a that. lot of games. But yeah. that's
0: also baseball is the thing I know absolutely nothing about. Right. It's also the thing that I attend the most. Yes. Because I just love the aspect it of baseball. Is. You take baseball out of the equation, it's a great time.
1: Oh, so much fun. <laughs> and as, as someone who lives downtown, like it's so convenient yeah, for me so to cool. just like walk over. Even if I can't make it for an entire game, now I don't feel bad about like, oh, I can only stay a couple yeah, innings yeah, yeah, because yeah. I already you know paid for it for the monthly pass. And that's
0: like so. we do like the 17 whatever yeah. dollar standing oh, rooms. Yeah. So we also don't feel bad because by the fourth, fifth inning, we're like – where do you want to go now? Right, right. You know, I Should just don't care about it, But I love, because a lot of baseball stadiums have done that. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've been like around like a, I don't know if you've been to like the San Francisco Giants Stadium. I haven't. They might as well open that thing up even when there isn't a game. Yeah. There are so many cool things to do in there. so many restaurants. That's what they've turned baseball into. I think that's yep. what has helped baseball so much.
1: Yeah, I think the guardians are trying to do more of that too. There's some renderings I saw of like other areas that are supposed to be more like community type areas within yeah, the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Um But I mean, the games I've gone to this year, the standing room has been completely yeah, packed. I which think is people like that. It's awesome. Yeah, people so people like that
0: aspect. Yeah. I've
1: really enjoyed that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I just haven't gotten into them as much on the podcast. I also feel like people care more to hear about the... Like, no matter how bad the it's, Browns are, people care to hear more about the Browns. It's just always going to be that way.
0: Two straight years, one win. That mean light was filled every yes. Sunday. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, a you turn on
1: any radio station, that's yeah. what they're talking
0: we're a, about. We're a sports town, for sure. We're, yes. we're a, a, you know, a three professional team, sports team. You have the big three outside of hockey. Yep. But, yeah, football is still our, our, our sure. bread and butter, which is so weird.
1: Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> it, it is weird. Well, and with the Cavs, like, I... I do feel like this season was fun to talk about the team because they are a young group. Uh, It was... You know, a lot of questions, but in general, you knew it was going to be somewhat good. Like after what we did last year, you felt like, okay, we got Donovan Mitchell. We're taking another step. So the regular season, like I thoroughly enjoyed talking about it, even through bad stretches. I felt like maybe sometimes fans expectations were a little too high um, just in terms of like, oh, we got Donovan Mitchell. We're going to win You know, the championship now. That's not always how it works, especially in the East. There's a lot of good teams in the East, Um, but I had a lot of fun in the regular season really expected the playoffs to go a lot differently than they did. That was um, a bit of a disappointment. So I'm interested to see kind of where the front office goes from here in terms of like, do we need another piece? Do we need to make a change? Because you cannot do that again. That was pretty they bad.
0: They do need – they they need more. I agree. I remember having a discussion with someone. Someone was saying, is Donovan Mitchell the best Utah Jazz player ever? I'm like, of course not. Yeah. There's at least two more ahead of him. I swear to God, four days later, he scored 70 points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like – Whoops. I still don't think he's the best ever, but that's very impressive. I've always thought he was very good. Yeah, he's a great pickup for sure. Uh, but yeah, you you can't. If anyone remembers, like when Allen Iverson went to the finals, it was literally one on five. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone on his team was terrible, but everyone knew how to beat the Sixers. Then there's like, just stop him. Right. You know, if 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 Eric Snow's going to beat you, Eric Snow beats you, and it wasn't in the cards, but. Right. It was you can't go that far. Iverson's obviously an extreme example as right. a Hall of Famer, but yeah, you do need a couple more pieces. But yeah. I do like, um, obviously, I like Donovan Mitchell. I truly hope that that turns into something that they do, you know, keep and lock in. But you know, as with professional sports, mm-hmm. basketball might be more fickle than any of them. For sure, you got to win in two years, or a show, or, or, or they they start looking. I mean, it's become such a. Just like a musical chairs yeah. league where even superstars don't stay anymore. Yeah. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, for multiple reasons, but Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I mean, even you never thought this would come up. People are now starting to talk is Luka going to leave? Right. I don't think Mark H- Mark Cuban would be like, here's $7 billion. You're never, and you're going to move in with me. Right. You're never <laughs> leaving Dallas. Right.
1: There's few players, I would say, in the NBA that like actually would be like safe to say they're staying in one spot, 100% I would say he's- for sure.
0: There's superstar super maxes that I would 100% say Luka for sure is one of them. I even hesitate to say Jokic only because he's a big guy. Right. Big guys have a much more limited shelf life. This guy has Yao Ming injuries written all over him. He's just a big guy. He already moves kind of slow. It's not a knock on him. He's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But they're still probably going to give – he's going to get a massive contract. Yeah. But, I mean, that is a guy that – Big guys just don't – that's why every time you see – you ever see like Shaq and Barkley at the games like NBA Today? Yeah. Those guys walk hunched over because – when you get older, bodies yeah. are not supposed to hold that much weight. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just not. They
1: are massive guys. I mean, Giannis is another one who's a, a a bigger guy. But I feel like he's someone too, and maybe similar to Jokic in a way. They just like don't care about like the outside stuff. They're just like, I'm just playing basketball. It's uh, like not a big deal. Oh, see <laughs> Jokic? Is, oh yeah, he was like I, home, like, 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 I I want to go home. Like, get me out of here. So bad. Yeah, Giannis <laughs> is similar. He's just like, I want to get like Chick Fil A with my winnings. Yeah, like he, all, doesn't, he doesn't. Like, care. like they don't they don't really care. So it is in. Interesting to look at it from that perspective, too.
0: Gian, I mean, I know I, for anyone who doesn't know, Giannis is, you know, his his nickname is Greek Freak. And I think it's because he is one that I think, another one that I feel safe with giving a max. I think that guy is just in such phenomenal shape. I don't think he's not going to have the same big man problems, not during his career. Later on, I would say probably because right. they all do. Right. But I, he's just just in such, every bit of that guy is muscle. Like he is just. Yeah, you know, and and I, I remember the the problems that Z had. Unfortunately, Z reminds me so much of uh, Yoke. Not not in the yeah. his play, obviously. Like Yoke the build is, better, is almost similar. Yeah, the build. They always, every time they're walking, you're like, God, you are just not in a hurry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy to watch guys like that like play the way they do because you're like, how do you move? Like I yeah. just I don't understand how it's. He even looks possible. like he's
0: in slow motion. Yes, you yeah, know? and that's probably part of his allure. And why he's so good is because it's just, it, the things look effortless. Right. But he just sees every – it's yeah. wild the way he plays.
1: Yeah, you are right, though. You just wonder about their longevity on, like, how long can you do this? Because, you know, on the other side you have shooters like Steph Curry who you're like, he could probably keep doing this for a long time wow. because, you know, he it doesn't take, like, the same physical acumen to keep doing that. Like, he's just a good shooter yeah. and he can probably keep doing that he's for a while. He's not carrying
0: around yeah. 7 feet, 300-plus right. pounds, you know? And his, even his, his skill doesn't problems.
1: require the size like, – like yeah. he could be any size and, like, still be able to do that well for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, reasons. you know, and with – I mean, even look at LeBron. I mean, LeBron is – which I know you're dying to talk about. Oh,
1: him. always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but LeBron is – I mean, he is another one that, that – that guy probably drops half a million a year just on keeping his body in shape. Oh, yeah. You know, it's an investment for him, and it works. But even him, he's – I mean, when you approach a certain age, he's going to be 39 when this next year yep. comes up. And I don't think he's going to retire, but – I mean, you start seeing some of these oh, things for where sure. you're just like, even I think like Kawhi Leonard, I think is almost anticipating. He's like saving himself for later years. Yeah, he's just like he's, and he's pretty open injured. about it too. Yeah, he's always into he's it. like I'm gonna <laughs> sit out like five games. Why <laughs> fatigue? Yeah, tired. Like, of course you're tired. You're an athlete, you asshole. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's funny with LeBron's uh, like age and what he. I feel like this is the first year other than maybe a little bit in the last few years the first year you could really see some differences yes. in like his age and yes. what he was able to do uh and you know i i think we have like a distorted image of age with like the nba now because he is 38 like when you look at other 38 year olds who have played in the nba they are much worse than him you know so it's actually Kind of insane that he's still played at the level he's played at at his age, like, and it really is the the upkeep he's done on his body, the m- amount of money he puts into it every day is I, insane. I, that's,
0: and I think that's the thing that people got to remember. There's plenty of 38 year olds in the NBA.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not, not starters. Good.
0: <laughs> they're not the number one go to, and they're not playing at that level, and they're not getting into the finals. Yeah, or at least. The Western Conference Finals.
1: Right. Most of them are getting maybe yeah. probably the bench, but maybe a couple they're minutes. Not a they're ma- just trying to get some contracts. They're not like the, their they're career. not the
0: main contributor, main focal yeah. point of a team that gets to the Western Conference Finals. For sure. And loses. I know they lost and I know they got swept. Right. Those games weren't blowouts. Right. I mean, they were in those games.
1: Right. Well that's just very different. And even the fact that he still has that ability to take over a game when he wants to, like the night that he broke the scoring record, I think he needed like over forty points and everyone was like yeah, he's just gonna figure Next out how games. to do it. Like, yeah. that's not a casual thing to just do, even though, you know, it was pretty clear what was happening that night. You know, the media spectacle was around it. Kareem was there. Everyone knew it was gonna happen. But the fact that it was just like, oh, yeah, he needs 40 points and like he's gonna do it was, it's kind of crazy that he could still just take over a game like that.
0: Oh, I agree. It's just, it's different. I do wanna throw out some LeBron facts because it it's it. on your Twitter <laughs> that, and I mentioned this a little bit when we were messaging, and it's gonna be very hard for you to believe. Um, but one, we're both from Akron. We both went to St. Vincent, St. Mary. Nice. Yes. Um, he broke two of my high school records.
1: <laughs> that's swear amazing. To,
0: swear to God. <laughs> I know you look at me, you're like, you didn't have any high school records, <laughs> but that's just age. I didn't always look this way. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he broke my points in a game and threes in a game record. Wow. Which I was number one at my school. And it was really funny when it happened because it's like 2004. Three two thousand four, yeah, around that time. Right, because I had just right graduated. before he got, he got I, drafted. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I had just graduated college and I was like a year out of college, and people just started calling me like a lot in like the span of like an hour. And I finally, I'm like, what? And like they just said your name on ESPN. I'm like, no, they this is the dumbest joke. <laughs> I just hung up, and then two other people <laughs> made the same joke, and I'm like, I don't. Like, understand. Is it April Fool's
1: Day? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I don't get this
0: joke at all. Um. Then my mom calls, and she's like, they just said your name on ESPN. I'm like, Mom, I hope you're not in on this joke. Can you explain what happened? Like, LeBron just broke your record, and they said previously held by, and then they said your name. I was like, that makes more sense. I'm sorry. I'm at Panini's. (laughs) So
1: That is – Probably one of the coolest things that could happen to someone, because even though your record was broken, it's like okay, it was by the greatest basketball yeah, player of all time. Fine. My record was broken. I'll take the, it. Yeah,
0: the chosen one took my record. Yeah, what did you guys do?
1: <laughs> and you got mentioned on ESPN. Pretty cool.
0: It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Well, I didn't hear it. Right. Uh, just, and it's not on YouTube. Wait. I, you know what? Maybe it is on YouTube. I should maybe. I should find that and you post should. it every day.
1: Because I feel like maybe that would have been something that like someone recorded at some point. You know, him breaking a high school record at the time was. I'm sure all those, th-
0: those were those games were being recorded. Oh yeah, sure. those
1: were all like televised games too. Which oh yeah, is they weren't. Pretty play, crazy. They, could, they
0: couldn't even play those games at Sandy. All those games were being played at Akron. U.
1: Insanity. When people try to say like. And this has happened over the last you know, twenty years where another athlete's coming up and they're like, "Oh, this guy's going to be the biggest prospect bigger than LeBron. I' like, and do people forget how insane that like moment was when he was coming up and yeah. going to come into the league? like i've I don't think we'll ever see, especially with social media now and how quickly media moves, like we will never see something like that where the whole world is that focused on one human being.
0: Yeah, and especially media-wise, too, because, yeah. you know, those, like, do you know who Harold Miner is? Mm, I don't think so. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Harold Miner played on the Miami Heat. He was coming out of, I believe, USC. Everyone called him Baby Jordan when he was coming out of mm. college. Do you know who Harold Miner no, is?
1: No, clearly he wasn't. <laughs> yes,
0: all the time. I remember uh, switching gears to fighting, because I do pay attention to fighting. There was a fighter named uh, Felipe Nova on The Ultimate Fighter, and people were comparing him to George St. Pierre, if you know George St. Pierre, as he's arguably top three pound for pound best MMA fighters of all time. And people were comparing him before he even got into the UFC. It didn't pan out, right? Like stuff like that gets said a lot. Yes, you know there was hype around Manzel. You know, yeah. like I think football purists and analysts were like, eh, yeah, this dude's got bust written all over him. Oh, yeah. Um, but other people are like, but, but you never know. Because media wise, how yeah. awesome is that going to be?
1: And people need something to talk about. Like, I get it. Agreed. It's kind of part of the media cycle, especially when it comes to summertime. Like, there's just not a lot to say a lot to say in sports because baseball is really the only thing in season. So the the headlines that people are searching for, sometimes it gets it gets a little crazy.
0: I'm glad you said that because something came up about two weeks ago and I've never, I, I casually listen to some of these, these debates and discussions because they're not really something that I enjoy, but then sometimes something gets said and it was said and it stuck with me so much. That I remember it now. It has to do with kind of like the coverage of professional sports. NBA, I think is the biggest culprit of this. I believe it was JJ Reddick said it when he was talking to, 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 uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith about this. And he was basically saying the way that we covered the NBA, if a casual person is covering the NBA, they would think that there were only six teams and seven players in the NBA. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. And they're like, obviously, like, Steph, LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, Kyrie, mainly more for his bullshit, (laughs) James Harden, Embiid. Me, arguably maybe two yeah but, uh, maybe but a that really, really yeah. stuck with and Luca obviously. But that it, it honestly, even Luca not as much. Right. Compared to just, you know, some of the other bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that kind of goes into what you were just saying. Like it's just you gotta talk about something. Yeah. And so first what do you think about like coverage like NBA coverage on a grander scale?
1: Yeah. Well I think you know, I I try to look at it from the perspective, too, that the media, I know they do have a job to do Mm -hmm. where they have to get a certain number of viewers, and that is part of the gig. So if they want to talk about the Lakers, because the Lakers have the most fans out there, then that's what they're going to talk about. Or in football, if they're going to talk about the Cowboys, because the Cowboys have fans all over the place. I understand that's kind of part of the reason that certain teams do get more coverage. I think as maybe a you know smaller city fan it does get frustrating at times when like the Cavs were kind of doing really great things this season and i'd look to national media coverage and i would maybe hear one line about what the team was doing and there were some like really cool and exciting things happening so it can be frustrating especially as a fan of a team in the city of Cleveland or i'm sure other cities get frustrated as well Interestingly, I guess in the NBA like Memphis got a ton of coverage even though they are a smaller city. They had so much drama surrounding them that it kind of brought coverage on in a different way that they wanted, but for yeah. the most part I would say smaller cities just kind of end up having to deal with it uh even if they do have like a star like I mean I would consider Donovan Mitchell to be a star. He probably would have gotten way more coverage had he been on the Knicks than if he, you know, as he was a Knicks, on the Knicks. A team
0: that, I mean, you know, didn't really make a ton of noise in terms right. of like, you know, like it playoffs advancement, but right. I I the the Nuggets and the Lakers in this scenario are almost the best two to discuss because they ended up playing each other. The mm-hmm. Nuggets won, the Nuggets ended up winning the title. But if I again look at ESPN, if I just go to YouTube and just type in ESPN, you know, first take, NBA, whatever. I mean, even when the Lakers were horrible. Right. It was just, all it was was discussions about how bad the Lakers were. Mm -hmm. That's all it was, over and over and over again. Obviously, you also have players like, you know, uh, Jokic and uh, um, Murray, Mm. who aren't really super boisterous, loud dudes. They're just really, really, really good players. And they're pretty, like, soft-spoken and just kind of, they're just not, they're just not like they're not really looking for attention. You know, mm-hmm. I think Kevin Durant just tweeted out something about yoga. just like, I think he just wants to play basketball and just go home. Yeah, he doesn't care about anyone else's shit. He really he doesn't. Doesn't want to be a superstar.
1: Yeah, and he that's was probably generally why...
0: bummed when he figured yes. out he had to go to the parade in a right. couple of days. Say, two
1: more days. He's like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and that is probably American
0: parades are dangerous. <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, and that's probably why you know part of the reason less coverage happens uh, in general. But it's funny. I saw a tweet. Uh, I forget who tweeted it, but it was about Jokic, and they said he's basically like. Like an offensive lineman of the NBA where like yeah. that's his personality type. And I was like, wow, that is so accurate. Like he just yeah. named five really offensive
0: care. linemen in the NFL.
1: Right. Exactly. Like that's that's the same, I think, level that he appears in terms of like his star power, but I mean play on the court, obviously, you know, yeah. best to do it right now. So
0: Yeah. He had a very he had an ear. Him and Embiid, and it's not a knock on Embiid. Th- obviously, the MVP run, it went to Embiid eventually. Mm-hmm. It, th- it was eerily similar of, like, 20 years ago. It was David Robinson and Hakeem Olajuwon, both Hall of Famers, both great, great, great players. They were in the run. MVP went to David Robinson, and then Hakeem Olajuwon went through the playoffs and torched everybody. Where every game, everyone was chanting MVP because right. they thought he should have won. And I'm not saying Embiid shouldn't have won, but, I mean, it's just... It just got every game got worse for Embiid in terms of that discussion. Right. God, another triple double. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: and I think a huge part of why Embiid won, and I'm not saying like the voters specifically all felt this way, but just like Jokic winning already two years in a row, they're like, God, are we really going to give this guy a third I MVP? Get that. Like, I and agree. I understand in terms of like uh, maybe maybe Embiid could have gotten it one of the last couple of years, but it just I think at some point they were like, we got to change this up. We can't give this guy another. And, and <laughs> I
0: I agree with that 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 itch to kind of do that, but just. Oh yeah, <laughs> to do it, and then what happened? He oh, like, for sure, oh, God, it wasn't
1: look, a great look. For we just team. looked dumb. It didn't help him at all. <laughs> we just looked dumb. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I do want to. I want to talk about a couple of NBA like NBA players kind of situations going mm-hmm. on right now, and it kind of goes into what I was just talking about. More of the, if you want to call it, salacious kind of scenarios that are happening. The things that do get covered a lot. First, start easy. So James Harden. So James Harden now looks like he wants to possibly head back to Houston, which is just bonkers to me. Yeah. But it also, I think to me says and there's nothing wrong with it if this is your aspirations, I don't think he really gives a shit about winning a title. Yeah. I think he wants to make a lot of money, launch threes and go to strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That That's doesn't fine. sound like a bad day. You know it really doesn't. For sure. Um but I mean, everyone's like, you were just on this. Why do you want to go back? And I, I don't remember what his exact quote was, but it's, he basically said, I want to go somewhere that just lets me do what I want to do. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Houston. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because they'll welcome you back and like, For sure. Whatever, man. Make it rain. Launch threes. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Is that something that hurts? Do you think that that has continued to hurt NBA viewership?
1: So I think something that's hard with, The way fans look at athletes sometimes is they expect them to all have this like same view of the sport as they do about their team and to care about like the things in the exact way that they would care about them if they were out there as a player and that's just not reality. Like everyone has different motivations. Some people are more motivated by money and this is in not even just sports, just in regular life. Some people are motivated by their passions more. People have just different reasons for doing what they do. And I mean, we just talked about Jokic and how he just he doesn't really care about some of the other stuff there's a lot of players that are more motivated by like i want the parade i want everyone cheering my name that they care about those parts of the game more um so i think sometimes it's hard for fans to wrap their heads around uh that fact um and i think james harden is a a perfect example of that that like he just is motivated by different things and that's just going to probably rub people the wrong way
0: yes i agree and i think also the 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 dancing around from team to team, the amount of different iterations at Houston. You know, Shaq did a great breakdown of this where he's just like, okay, you know, you wanted this guy, we gave you this guy, that didn't work. You wanted this guy, we gave you this guy, that didn't work. We brought in this guy, that didn't work. At, at some point, maybe it's not every guy that comes in here. Yeah. Which, again, might kind of lay into that because Harden is a lot like Tracy McGrady and some of these other guys. They're great for points they're great but you yeah i just don't think that you can win with them yeah um they're too. the only they can only be successful if they're very ball heavy and time will tell that might be luca's problem too
1: yeah, well, and I think with a lot of players, like the Harden example you just gave of bringing in a bunch of guys and nothing was working, I think a lot of players think like grass is greener on the other side, yeah. and it's just Kyrie is a, is another great example of that. Oh, of, we're going there, don't we? Yeah, worry. of when he wanted to <laughs> leave Cleveland, it was like, oh, I want my own team, I don't need LeBron, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. Then to realize not so easy to do it on your own. LeBron took the load of a lot of things that Kyrie didn't have to deal with and just kind of got to go out and play his best game. Whereas LeBron was kind of handling a lot of the media scrutiny for sure, especially as him coming back to Cleveland, trying to get the ring, Um, just kind of that leadership role within the team and bringing everyone together. Like Kyrie didn't have to deal with that stuff. And I don't think he realized how important that is. If you're going to try to win a championship.
0: Yeah, he seems to be, and it's been kind of stated about him too. He loves, the attention but not the accountability and when you're when you're that guy when you're the captain when you're the person that everybody goes to what do you want to call it the the quarterback the point guard you know the 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 uh the the i don't know whatever the the promoter whatever you you get the praise and then you get the problems too and you know, yeah, LeBron had to sit there after every year that they didn't win. He had to sit there and eat shit when he went to Miami and won with a you know a, a stacked team. Mm-hmm. And then when he went to Cleveland and left, and then left again, I was like, why'd you leave? You know, it was a. That's I don't think I'm not saying I would have liked that too, but yeah, right. I think he was like, I need to be, I need to be the king of a team. Yes. And then he realizes the king of the team isn't just. Yeah. endorsements and praise and everyone cheering your name yeah it's hey man when things don't go wrong we're also going to ask you questions yeah and he does not like that part
1: right and I think he's since he's since said in interviews that he does kind of under like appreciate that about what LeBron did more at the time which is nice to hear because it was a little frustrating and look I get it at the time he was he was pretty young when he was first here oh, in yeah. Cleveland yeah, yeah. early in his career and I think sometimes he's still young now he's still young and sometimes it just takes you know life experience experience and seeing something yourself to actually learn what it is. And I think maybe he had to go through that. Not that I think he's, you know, totally learned all these lessons and he's learned some anything. transformed yeah. human, but I do think he does have that perspective of like LeBron did do a lot that I didn't have to worry about.
0: I think so too. And now there's speculation he's trying to go back down. I know. Which like,
1: God, couldn't we have just kept going? Like, come on, we could have won some more rings there. I don't know. Like it's, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it is.
0: It, it is. And it's a it's just such a weird, like, so for just shifting gears into Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie is an odd one on so many levels because, one, you do have the the miracle talent that he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone can deny that. He also might be one of those guys that the only way that he can be super successful if, if he's ball heavy and maybe that, well, it's proven it doesn't work with him, uh, at least in terms of team longevity and, and success, mm-hmm. because... It worked with LeBron, but he wasn't ball-heavy. He was obviously a big contributor. He scored a lot of points, but he also wasn't the main person. He was just a fucking phenomenal second option. Right. Um, and then you have Kevin Love and some other guys, too. But like, then he goes to Boston, and it really doesn't... I mean, that went from I'll never leave Boston to everyone's like, get the fuck out of Boston. Like, yeah, he don't was want saging you. the arena when he came uh, back.
1: Like, God, that's how such it went. A weirdo.
0: <laughs> also, I... <sighs> Then he's got. We'll get to the other part. Then he goes to 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 new to uh the Nets, mm-hmm. which the New Jersey Nets might be the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. The and I only say that because the amount of players that have come through and already been recycled out in such a short amount of time. I mean NBA Hall of Famers in like eighteen months.
1: It's crazy, and
0: they couldn't make anything work now. No. There's a lot that goes into that, but it's still just a marvel to watch the the Kyrie's, the Hardens, the Durant's, and now the uh, the Ben Simmons. I do want to talk about that one too. Yeah. But in in literally 18 months, just came and they're all gone. It's right. just so weird. Um. And now he's you know now he's in Dallas and the thing is I don't know if it's related. About a month after being in Dallas, they're like interviewing Luca, and Luca looks like he wants to <laughs> blow his brains out. <laughs> yeah. And not because anything came out. Everyone's just like. Is Kyrie just the cancer of the NBA that you just can't – because that he's another one. People are talking about Max, Super Max, Super Max. I don't think you can give that dude yeah. – I don't think you can give that guy a deal that goes past two years.
1: Yeah. I mean, he because he's probably going to want to leave at yes. some point if you do. It's You know what's so interesting about Kyrie, though, is I feel like younger players in the league – like he is the hero to a lot of younger players in the Agreed. league that just adore him, like look up to him, and I think – you know, maybe it's because that was just who they watched, especially in those LeBron years, those runs to championships. They really admired his play. But it's, it's just so funny, the contrast of like, I feel like Kyrie for them is someone good to look up to. But once you have to play with him as a teammate, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought. It was Kyrie also doesn't
0: have the he doesn't have what LeBron has in terms of he doesn't know how to not keeps shooting himself in the foot every time someone puts a mic in front of him. Right. He's horrible at it. It's I mean, bad. he contradicts himself. Oh yeah. He's a YouTube intellectual, which makes yes. it even worse. <laughs> you know, I mean, LeBron's had some missteps, but in 20 years, who's not going to?
1: Right. He's but, done pretty good.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Kyrie just can't He just says things and you're just like, "That doesn't make it. No. And like he's being inter- I remember like when the uh uh, uh what was it? Whatever the, the film he he, he tweeted. The, yeah, the
1: yeah. like anti-Semitic one. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, that one. So like when that came out, when he's being interviewed about that, it's like a 10, 15 minute interview and he's been, and he thinks he is schooling all these reporters and for 15 minutes, he just came off dumber and dumber yeah. and dumber and dumber. But in his mind, you can tell in his mind he's like, nailed that one. Yeah. You know, and I don't think he had he didn't he never had that savvy part. Yeah. And then he of course contradicts himself. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna apologize for it. I didn't do anything wrong. Like ten days later, all of a sudden,
1: yeah. like,
0: I'm really sorry. Like, of course you're sorry. Right. But I mean, you're not really sorry. You, your pocketbook started getting hit. You were right. losing deals. You know, that's what happens. Right.
1: And he he just talks about how much he like hates the media and how it just like ruins his life. But then like on you know the flip side will just be like yo yup you know posting these things on social media and like putting these things out there and then shocked that people are questioning him about it it's like Kyrie you put that on your profile people are going to ask you yeah. questions this is part of the gig There, I always say this people there is an ecosystem in sports and you need all of the parts to make it work there's the teams and the players there's the fans and then there's the media and they all have to work in order to have it be this money maker that it is in order for the players to make their money in order for the media to get their job done in order for the fans yeah. to be able to see the product, like you need all of it, and I appreciate when players can recognize that. And Kyrie just, for some reason, can't see that. Like part of his success does come from the fact that people get brought into your life, they get to know you through the media, and they, you know, it becomes this this cycle. Um, and he just can't seem to wrap his head around it.
0: it I mean, it can work very well for people if you know how to kind of handle it, but Right. It, 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 but it's but it's the same thing. It's like he wants the praise for a post, but he doesn't want anyone to question it, right? Because then someone questions it, and then they ask my question, like, yeah, but. You you see how that sounds like you said this? It's like ah, well, it didn't. Yeah. Next question, and then I was like, you. But again, you just you, said. You're, it. yeah. <laughs> you're just said it's tough. You can't have it both ways. I understand the desire to want yeah. it both ways, but you can't. And then again, when you're standing next to a guy like LeBron, yeah. who is not having the same problems navigating much harder questions, oh yeah, at least game related, he doesn't have the other questions because he doesn't do any of the other shit. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I don't know. I I, I don't. I certainly don't think he's a bad guy. You know, I just think he's he's It's
1: like misguided.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just think he's he, he's one of those guys that can watch like a a fifteen minute documentary and be completely convinced. And, right. and it's just cause it's interesting and it's cool and he's like this and that and this and that and like Okay, what about this? Like, wow, well, that that I, that wasn't in the documentary, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's fine, okay. it, and it's fine. I, it's, right, you're allowed to read and listen. I think he sounds like a guy that likes to absorb a lot of stuff. For sure, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, But maybe just have the info before you put it out. Yeah.
1: I think that is the issue is putting it on your platforms without like having really thought through what the type of reaction you might get. And then being so shocked that people are like, hey, that was actually a little bit harmful. (laughs) Yeah. It's one
0: of those where you're just like, whatever I put out there, people should just love because I'm this person. Because I'm Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah, And probably because he also gets thousands of messages every day talking about how great people love him. For sure. I I can see how you can kind of fall into that too. Definitely. Um, but yeah, he's still so young. He's got a lot of years left. I, I just, I'm—he's the one I'm probably most curious to see what's gonna happen because, outside of a team that's not a contender, I don't think he's gonna get, yeah. you know, a long-term deal because nobody—one—he doesn't have a proven success record outside of LeBron, right? In terms of getting to the finals and winning a championship, right? And Which is a lot two, of
1: years ago now. Like that was a long time a ago at this point. A very long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was. 7 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. A lot and that was 7 years and like 3 torched teams ago. Right. So I don't know yeah. if I just I don't see that. You know, I I don't see him I just I don't I don't think it can happen. Yeah. I don't think any team can can gamble on that. Um probably the one that's happened – well the, the one that's at the tip of everyone's fingertips right now because we don't know what's going to happen but something's coming right. is Ja Morant. Right. Um another one that is his is, I'll his is by far dumber. Um, for the main reason is just that. Look, put this in the put this in the you and I terms. If you and I go down the, there's a bar called McGinty's, the end of the street. If you and I finished up here, went down there, and I got in an argument with the bartender over the price of a sandwich, and I got in an argument, and I threw a punch at him, and I got arrested, and then taken to the jail, and then someone tells a story like that's the dumbest thing ever. Just don't, just send the sandwich back. Just don't go back there. Right. And then a month later, I go bound to McGinty's. I order the same sandwich. And then I get in an argument over the cost of the sandwich, even though I know how much the sandwich costs, and I know what's going to happen if I throw a punch. That's how stupid that is times $250 million. Yep. He literally did the exact same (laughs) thing a month later. That's the part that I feel like... We're not talking enough about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's the part that shocks me most, too, is just like the stupidity of having it on social media. It's like, yeah. God, because let's be honest, like professional athletes aren't always the most stand up individuals that are always doing the best things behind closed doors. Like, we are all aware of that. The, the way of putting it having your friends have it on their social media knowing that like you are going to get in trouble for it is just mind blowing to me like the lack of self awareness in that is a little bit shocking
0: so and everyone's talked about like the first time he did i honestly i didn't even know about some of that i didn't know he got in a fight with a high school kid yeah that like, one's crazy I, I didn't know about a lot of these things um someone either way so he so he, he for anyone that doesn't know he was on IG live, which I've gone to the guidelines of IG live you are not required to have a gun <laughs> yeah. so but apparently someone read him a different guideline so he's in he's in a club um he's shirtless and he's probably drunk I would have been and he shows he flashes a gun that's all he did it's actually it's very well worth noting it's not illegal what he did right I think actually in yeah, in Tennessee, they're, like a, they're not even a concealed carry. They're probably an open required carry. to carry. <laughs> yeah, that's Tennessee. They're an open carry. Right. Um So he didn't do anything illegal but NBA contracts obviously have a lot of, because of things like this, have right. probably, uh, what are they called? Um, morality clauses, something right. like that. So I'm guessing that's what he broke. He got suspended for eight games. And then I'm not even fucking around when I say 30 days later. He was on someone else's IG Live, and he flashed a gun. And I can't, this is after he went to Adam Silver, who is the commissioner of the NBA, had a long talk, seemed, well, he said he was sorry, obviously yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he said he got therapy. He said, yeah, therapy.
1: <laughs> to help, therapy, like, stop putting IGY. a gun on Instagram. Like, I don't know how that, a couple days of therapy helps you change that. <laughs>
0: yes, which we're going to shift to that in a second, because I do want to talk about the way the media handled it. But then, no, he sits down with Jalen Rose for, like, this long interview, and he's like, sorry, all the same shit people say when they're in the spotlight and they fuck up. So then he goes to uh gets an 8 game suspension. You know, season ends for the, the the Grizzlies and then uh yeah, 30 40 days later, literally, I'm not even making that 30 or 40 days later, he's on someone else's IG live and he flashes a gun so in bad. a car while they're singing. It's the dumbest thing. And he was his friend's IG live. It wasn't even his. Yeah. So I don't know if he was like, well, I said I wouldn't do it on my IG (laughs) live. I can do it on everyone else's. (laughs) Right. And I mean, the stories just got so – well, the reaction to this just got so – rightfully so silly. I'm like, he just did – it's not like he got a DUI later, which everyone would have been like, what is wrong with you? They'd be like, you did the exact same thing?
1: It's almost like when a player, like, gambles on their own team and you're like, you had one job. Don't gamble on your... Like, it's just, like, where it's so stupid that you can't understand why that they had to do that. You can't Uh,
0: comprehend it?
1: Yeah, it's strange. And it's funny with the way Adam Silver, I feel like, has been handling it where he, you know, during the finals is like, we have a conclusion. We're not gonna tell you. We'll tell you later. It was just like it almost made it bigger than it needed to be by being like, "Yeah, we know what we're gonna do. We have some information. We'll let you know after the finals because we don't want to make it a big deal." But like, I feel like that in itself made it a bigger deal, and everyone it was speculating. Deal. And about I do not know
0: if that was just a publicity thing, but like, don't hey, know. don't stop watching after the NBA. <laughs> yeah, we got more coming. We have <laughs>
1: something else to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's weird. it's just such a it's such an odd thing to see to, just to see this unfolding. I don't know what the they still haven't released the punishment yet. As far as no, I no,
1: it feels like it's going to be it's significant be though. Just almost to like prove a point of like, hey, you are crossing a line. Like we're making an example. Yeah, out of
0: you. a lot of the a lot of the people were like, I think that the some of the speculation from some of the uh, uh, different uh, analysts are just like, I think Adam Silver's pissed. Yeah, because he sat down with him and was like. You know, you can't do that, right? I have to give you a punishment. Yeah. And he's like, of course, I'll never do that again. Yeah. And then he literally did it again. <laughs>
1: immediately. He was Almost like, actually, I'm going to my car and I'm bringing out the gun. Yeah.
0: Immediately. It's so bad.
1: It. it does make, I feel like it makes Adam probably upset because it hurts his like reputation as a commissioner of like, nobody really respects you and they're not listening to what you have to say. I think he's going to I think him. he's, yeah, it's going to be pretty major, which it's hard to even fathom because I don't know if we, we have something to compare exactly to this. Like, it's such a different situation situation than i feel like things we've seen in the past that have gotten uh different suspensions like this is so unique
0: yeah well and yeah because this hasn't happened before it certainly yeah. hasn't happened before where someone did the same thing 30 yeah. days later yes that they just got in trouble for you think they at least don't do that right. one thing right
1: right it's crazy. Put it on
0: MySpace. Yeah. What the? What am I missing? Just save yeah. it
1: in your camera roll. You don't have to put it. on yeah. the <laughs> show to friends. Like, look. Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> Why did you have to do that? It's rough.
0: It's uh, and the, you know, in this, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think he's in jeopardy of being kicked out of the NBA. No. I don't think he's going to lose three hundred million dollars, if any. I do think that he's going to continue to have problems because, yeah. and it kind of it's eerily similar to the Deshaun Watson thing, in my opinion, because Deshaun Watson had twenty five different you know, cases against him and his and his punishment was getting a $250 million guaranteed contract with another team. Right. We have not heard the end of that guy making mistakes. And I'm, I'm sorry, we just haven't. For sure. That just he's just like, I am bulletproof. <laughs> yes.
1: Like this actually got me more than I probably would have gotten I just gotten made before. a shit ton of yeah. money
0: by allegedly right. harassing 25 right. women. Well, I think ju- with him he's gonna get he's gonna get a, a probably a good contract, a big yeah. contract. They said his shoe sold out like that. Oh yeah. It's not he's I think and I think that's what happened the first time, in yeah. my opinion. I think he, when you do that, you are either too stupid or you don't care. I don't think he's stupid. Yeah, I think he's just like, yeah, come on.
1: He also knows he's good enough. Like talent yeah, trumps I everything at too. the end of the day, and I think he's aware of that. Um, and you know. I think the, the bummer part of it is that, like, I feel like he is the player right now in the league that kids look up to the most. Like, every kid loves Ja. So it is unfortunate that I feel like all of this is going on and probably, like you said, will continue to go on. I don't think we've heard the end of it at this point. No, I don't um, think so either. And that's just sad that, like, it's – that's the I, – I feel like he could have done so much more with it and it's going the wrong direction at this point.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think he's going to – I think he's going to get – I bet he gets a half a season. Yeah, that's he's what I'm He's going to come back. He's probably going to do well or whatever. He's, he's obviously a very good player. He's very. only 23. Yeah. Um, so young. Then he's going to get a big bag, and he's going to continue his carnival of not making the yeah. right moves. Yeah. And was, he's one of those guys that could be the new face of the league. For sure. Uh, he's, he's got the personality. like
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's beloved by kids. He has great personality. He plays in a fun way, like an interesting way to watch where like... That explosive like Derrick Rose type. It's like a spectacle as a fan. Um, So I feel like... Yeah, there's so much opportunity there. Um, I don't know. Maybe part of it, like you said, he's 23. Like I hope that at some point maybe he turns it around. But I don't. It's hard for me to know how these players react when they're so young. They're getting so much money and attention. Like the psychology of it is just really it's tough. Like I don't know how they handle it. You
0: can't. No one can. If you gave me eight grand right now, I would act like an asshole. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Now if you gave me two hundred grand or 150 grand or 150 million. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: It, the, yeah, it changes everything, especially at that age where, like, yeah. I, I I even think about my brain, like, five years ago compared to now, and you're like, God, I was I was an idiot in that moment. I, I wouldn't do that now.
0: <laughs> supposedly, a, an, an adult, I'm in my 40s, right. you handed me that much money, I'm going to make a bad decision. Yes. Right <laughs> off the bat. For the sure. first decision I make will be bad and offensive. Yes. I can't imagine if you handed 23-year-old Joe that much Ugh, money. It's crazy. So I, I, I understand that psychology, but I, I think it's the... It's the now. If it's being threatened, how do you react? And to react like doing the, it's just weird, right? Again, but like you said, we can't answer that question. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what that's like. I, I know what they should do. I think he even knows what he should do. But for sure, when you have that much money, and that much notoriety, and, yeah. pre- and after you did this shit twice, your shoe sold out. Yes. that doesn't send a message that you're in trouble.
1: No, the society is like <laughs> telling you the opposite. Actually, like, it's like no, actually no, wait, this is actually care. cool. We love this. <laughs> Throw guns at people. Yeah, we don't give a shit. Yeah, it's yeah. tough
0: it is what it is. Let's shift to the podcast and the content creating. So yep. first, why did you even want to start the podcast?
1: Yeah, so when I started it actually, I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, rival city. Um, but I I kind of was like maybe a year out of college. And I think everyone hits this point when they're about a year out of college where they're like, is this all there is to life? Like, I'm working this Yeah, it happens job. every year. Yes. Just FYI. <laughs> Yeah. And it it's, it's, it's a big shock to the system, though, when you first feel it after college because you just have all these expectations, I think, of what life is going to be like. And then it just for no one is quite that, especially right away. It's just it's very different. Um, so I think I was looking for something to uh fill my free time and something i was passionate about that i felt like maybe i could someday you know put my career into while also still working this corporate job so that's when i decided to start the podcast um and that was i want to say march of 2019 so i've been doing it for a couple years now um and i've the reason I've kept doing that along with the other content I make is because I feel like that is always my one place I can go to and just say whatever exactly is on my mind. It's almost like a venting session, especially after Browns games. Um, it's nice to just put all my thoughts out there um, and it's not, you know, regulated in any way. I can just freeform say everything that I want. Um, so that's been really nice to still have. And then I've kind of uh, pivoted it into other content creation things, which has been fun too.
0: Well, and talk about that. So, because you, you're doing yep. that for for uh, for SI for the Browns.
1: Yeah, SI Browns Digest. I do videos. So typically, when you put. Po- you know, pull into an article at the very top, there's, you know, a little video. So I'm um, making those for the website, I can pretty much talk about any anything I want to with the team. Uh, They're like two minute videos, typically, uh, just covering what's going on there. Um, And I kind of found that through Twitter, actually, I think a few years into doing my podcast, I was like, how can I, you know, get this more out there and just kind of started tweeting my thoughts about sports, like a lot of people uh, do and just kind of grew from there. And um, they kind of found me through that. That's cool. Yeah, it's that pretty is. fun.
0: It's a, it's, it's a fun thing to do, uh, especially if it's something that you really, really like. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to just kind of start putting stuff out there like that. Yeah, and it can turn into things. That can turn into work. That can turn into a little bit of money. For sure. That can turn into, if anything, it turns into connections. Yes. You know, I, you know, the thing that me and some of my friend, other friends that like have been on here, we joke around about is I never thought I'd make friends after a certain age. Right. And I've actually. It gets harder. Made, yeah. Oh, not gets harder. I stop wanting to i'm like right i'm just stuck with these people right but i've actually been able to make contacts make friends right. networking like i've been able to connect people someone will say you know who should i do this i'm like you know what i had a guest they're great at this talk to them right um just d- like my dumb, uh my my buddy uh had just bought a horrible dog and the dog is is it's the sweetest prettiest dog and it is just so stupid, and it just runs into shit, and it's really young, and it's super. It just, it's, it's a, just an absolutely horrible dog. And they were like, "Who should we go to?" I'm like, "I know a guy you should go to. I met him through the podcast, and he's great." And. <laughs> he texted me like three weeks later. He's like, You're right. I'm already seeing differences. It's perfect. This. It's a great thing. You yeah. can it's a great way to network and meet new people. It in, is. In a pretty cool city too. Yeah.
1: I've made plenty of friends through Twitter and just met people then who live downtown. I live in downtown Cleveland. So it's been a nice way to connect with people that, you know, care about Cleveland sports in the way that I do. Um and just I also feel like when I first started it, I was very nervous about just like putting my opinion out there because I'm like, who actually cares what I have to say? But I remember hearing something, I think it was in another podcast where they said, you kind of just have to fake that confidence for a while and pretend like people actually care what you have to say until they do. Like you just have to talk as if, People are looking for your opinion on what the Browns did that day, and then someday people are going to care about it. So that's kind of the mindset I took where I just started tweeting and putting my you know opinions out there as if thousands of people were watching when at the time like 200 people were, and then you just kind of go from there.
0: That I I agree with that, and I think especially in terms of uh, Cleveland sports, Brown sports specifically, people do want to hear it. They may not like it.
1: Right. And they'll
0: definitely disagree with it. And oh, yeah. Yell and, and they'll scream. let you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But they definitely want to hear it. Yeah, they that's I mean that people love having discussions about Cleveland sports mm-hmm. and Cleveland Browns and moves they should make and you know not throwing downfield Baker Mayfield why are you only doing the short passes <laughs> or why are they you know not you yeah, know yeah run the ball yeah of course <laughs> it's yeah wait wasn't was what was your last episode called
1: I, uh, I feel like I had something funny recently about running the ball but I that's what it was it was the title was of the I can't remember what it because was. everyone was like. We, there was a thing that came out at one point that someone posted that if we run the ball 20 times, if Nick Chubb gets 20 rushes, we win, which is just like a logical fallacy because obviously in games that you're up by a lot, you start running the ball more later in the game to take time off the clock. So it doesn't actually make sense in terms of winning. It's just kind of correlated. Um, and so for months, everyone was just putting out there about like – give the ball to Nick Chubb 20 times and we'll win. It's like, no, that's actually not how football works. That's just it's not Well, that's not also going a <laughs> that's also
0: a sports. This is what happens I think in a lot of Well, this this is a political and a sports thing. Probably I think those two more than anything else. Someone hears something, it sounds right, they don't look into it and they repeat it. Yes. That's a very very political regardless of what side you're on For sure. and a sports thing that you hear something like, "Oh, damn, that sounds" That sounds right. I should say that at the next party I go to yeah. and see everyone's reaction. God, I hope no one asks me a follow up question.
1: Right. <laughs> like, oh, uh, why is that? You know, and then, yeah, then it goes from there. It, it got to the Yard. point, too. Right. <laughs> We're like, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to Pardon My Take, it's a Barstool podcast, yeah. but Kevin Stefanski was on it and they literally asked him about the 20 rushes thing. And he was just like, oh, this is just idiotic. You know, like he just, because he knows obviously that it doesn't actually make sense. But it's funny how much it carries. And if you go to any, like, comment section on a Nick Chubb post on the Browns page, you will see multiple comments that are like, give the ball to Chubb 20 times. Like, it's just... But it's never also end. Nick
0: Chubb. We could actually... We could probably oust Mayor Bibb and put Chubb in, like, in the next three months. If yeah. we gotta, People just love him. Oh, for you sure. Know? Yeah. And they love Bibb. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. But Chubb is just... they are They're all just like, like, he's our holy grail. Yeah. We just love him, and he's one of them dudes that... Doesn't really say a lot. No, he's, just a, he's like a soft spoken, just kind of chill guy. Head and that's down. another reason why they love him so much. Oh, yeah. like they, they just seem just like a blue collar, hard working dude right. that doesn't care about the you know, the. Everyone's just like, if they trade him, oh yeah, this place is gonna burn. Which it's funny. <laughs> though,
1: I feel like those speculations started this off season, and Andrew Barry like shut it down immediately. He's like, absolutely not. He's I,
0: the fantasy football guy, right?
1: Um, Andrew Barry. Uh, he's a GM.
0: Oh Christ! Never mind. <laughs> So sorry. So I was, close. No, I was like hmm, something what Barry. Is what is that guy's guy? name?
1: Is there someone in the media? Kinda, of, yeah. yes. Okay,
0: he's forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have a sports podcast. That's all right. I got I you. I'm here talk to talk <laughs> shit to people.
1: <laughs> no, it is funny though because Chubb, I feel like no matter what, like I I know people in Cleveland love him. I do think he does always make your team better no matter what because he is just going to offer that part of the game no matter what happens if you're throwing well or you're not you're like okay we can at least give the ball to Chubb and he'll maybe break a couple tackles and get like 4 yards like we'll just yeah. at least get that no matter what so um i think we'll be keeping him a little bit longer i mean he's get he's old for running back years at this point so <laughs> That's <another> who knows <laughs> that actually
0: the running backs are kind of like the uh running backs and fullbacks are kind of like well running backs probably more are like the centers in the nba right they're just they the the miles on them. You they know, just hit a
1: wall at some point, and it's like, literally oh, you're done. Every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, they, oh, well, your career's over, actually. <laughs> yeah, they
0: hit an actual wall every game yeah. about 60 times. Right. And then, yeah, the, 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 that that's one of just And you, there's so many examples that where you just see somebody like, what happened? You're like, yeah, I think he just hit that wall. Like, oh, you yeah. see that in fighting a lot, too. Yeah. Where... Uh, I don't know. Some of these guys have these like iron chins. It's actually even part of the way that they fight. They can just take punishment and move forward. Yeah. And then one time they one time they get hit in that spot and then they're never the same. They just get turned off over and over and over again. Like you see that in a lot you see that a lot in mixed martial arts now where Guys that were, you know, had title runs or won titles, mm-hmm. their career ends. And you look at their record, they lost like their last seven all by knockout. It's, it's, crazy. it's wild. Yeah. There, there's eventually where your body just starts saying, I'm not into this anymore. It yeah. doesn't got matter. got hit if so you many are.
1: times and it's done. Yeah. I mean, I think with the Browns, that happened to Kareem Hunt last year, where people still have this image in their mind of Kareem Hunt from like his early years in Cleveland. And it's, it's like, hey, he's actually not that good anymore. Cause in terms of running back years, like he is up there and he just doesn't have it anymore, which it is unfortunate like, I feel bad for the players in that sense because it has to be hard mentally to be like, oh, all of a sudden I'm just – I'm not that guy anymore. But it kind of comes with the position.
0: Yeah. Where do you want – like, I mean, where do you see, like, the podcast, the content creator? Like, what do you want to do with that or keep doing with that? Or how do you see this kind of morphing in the next couple years?
1: I mean, my dream would always to have talking about sports in some facet be my full-time job. Um, But I am, like, really, I don't know, happy with the balance right now. Like, it is – it makes your full time job a lot more enjoyable when you have things to look forward to later Agreed. in the day, which is something I've learned over the years. Um, so when I have, you know, my podcast record or videos to do, or just, you know, I'm gonna go watch a game with friends and I know I'm gonna be making content on it, like that's really fun and exciting for me. So I'm definitely happy with where things have gone, but um definitely always still trying to grow and you know, you never know where it takes you. Like you said, you just especially with the internet, like things just you know, happens sometimes. So it's been, it's been good so far.
0: That's important. Hobbies like that are important, especially ones that you like. And I think creative ones, I think yeah. too, are very, very good. You're eventually going to stop, not ha- you're not going to have your athletic ability anymore where, <laughs> yeah. where you can't do the stuff that you used to do. So you kind of have to kind of fill that with mm-hmm. other, other things. And you don't want that to turn into whether you have kids or not, you don't want that to turn into, you know, work, you know, go upstairs or go home and then, yep. you know, eat dinner watch tv fall asleep and then repeat. Yep. You know, there's going to you're always going to have days like that, but you need something I think yeah. to look forward to.
1: For sure. I mean, when I first graduated college, I felt like I had that where I was just like, I didn't have a lot of hobbies yet where it was like, okay, I go to my job, I drive home, I make dinner, I watch maybe a TV show, I go yeah. to bed. And that just, after a while, you're like, wow, this is really not very fulfilling. Um, so, you know, you just kind of start searching for ways and uh, it definitely, I, I, like I said, I think it makes you better at your own job and enjoy your own job if you fill your life with other things because you're just not dreading it so much where yeah. you you just have other things to look look forward to so um it's yeah easy it's easy to good. fall in that
0: rut too oh it is it's very and it's easy. hard to get out once yeah. you're in it
1: it's it's pretty impossible in the moment you're like i don't even know where to start yeah <laughs>
0: my wife i there have been times where you know when you know we've been working from home for mm-hmm. years now there have been times where you know my wife will like, like it'll be tuesday and i'm like we haven't left the house on sunday yeah and we will just be like let's just go down the street and get a beer or get some food something yeah. we got to get out of the house yes and we're we caught ourselves doing that early on after the pandemic Mm -hmm. where we're like, you know, we're working from home then we go upstairs and we eat and then we go to sleep. Then we can like, it's been two days. We got to get out of the house. Yeah. We're just being conscious of it now where I think, I think you have to do that too. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's so easy to get into that. It
1: is. Yeah. It, I mean, I definitely had that during the pandemic for a while. I moved um, from Pittsburgh, where I was living at the time. I wanted to come back to Cleveland, but I stayed with my parents who live in suburbs of Cleveland for... Um, a couple months, and I got into that rut where I was just like, eh, I don't really, uh, there's not much to do, so I guess I'll just lay around anyways. And it, it definitely starts to affect you, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta get myself out of this, or else you're just gonna sit there forever.
0: <laughs> hey, my thing that I'd recommend to anybody that says it is just venture out into some of these new, like check out some of the the influencers in the, in, in the air, because they always post... There's so, oh, yeah. many, there's so many restaurants and cocktail bars and just other fun places and other things that you can go to. Yeah. I mean, just... I mean, Lakewood itself, Lakewood's got like five parks within two miles of right. where we're sitting. Uh, you know, downtown has got a lot more that it's been adding, you know, over the last couple yeah. of years. Uh, try, I mean, just... If that's kind of our go-to, where we just, like, like right, what just opened? What should yes. we try? Something different that is, you know, I like having places like go to places that I can always have a great time at, but others I'm like, we just keep trying to, and there's always new stuff popping up too.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's, Especially in, I feel like a smaller city like Cleveland, like there's always like little events that places are having, and those kinds of things I think are, are good to do. Even if you just go with one friend or something, like, hey, let's just, we're doing this this week, let's go, and it, it'll kind of just kickstart you into it I, for sure.
0: You will, yeah. And especially as you get older, it'll only be with one friend. Right. <laughs> you can't get seven friends together once you hit us, once you cross 35. You can't 30 even see five. seven
1: friends in a year, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Once you cross 35, getting seven individual people together, it's months in advance. Right. And it has to be an event, and there has to be food and an early exit.
1: Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of requirements at that so point. So many.
0: <laughs> Even for me. If I'm setting it up and I'll hit a wall, like, I'm not into this anymore. I'm yeah. not going. Enjoy yourselves.
1: Done. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it.
0: Yay. Yay. It is. So enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. It will fall apart. Yeah. physically, um, mentally.
1: I'm just going to keep going as long as I can. <laughs> till the wheels fall off. Just
0: be Nick Chubb. Right. Be the Nick Chubb of That's partying. That's my mentality. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, I know that you said that uh, uh, you kind of want to turn that into like a gig or anything like that. Do you, do you want to do, well, actually, I don't even know what you're, like, what is your, uh, your degree in?
1: Uh, so, I had a communications degree. I went to Ohio State. Same here. And nice. Communications John
0: Carroll. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Do you want to get into like on – do you like, kind of like just kind of like expanding with what you're doing right now podcast-wise? Do you want to branch in a couple different or keep your feet like, – like dip your feet in a couple different types? Or is there like a certain right. dream job you like, that's the one? I know right. talking sports, but right. what do you view that as? Radio, yeah. expanded podcast, television –
1: yeah, it's hard for me to like pinpoint like a one dream job because I think especially in the media space today there are just so many different avenues. Like for a long time it was like either you do radio or TV and those were the only options. And now there's just so much else out there. Um I feel like some of the more old school options I think are like more limiting for people in a lot of ways now where they just you know, have have to say things in certain ways, certain requirements, whereas like podcasting is a little bit more of an open forum. Of course, there are like different requirements. But I think um, it's just so, so much more current with what people are looking for in their media today. Like people want to hear the more relaxed, Open type um, conversations rather than the more scripted and put together television, radio type conversations. Um, so I'm definitely open to whatever, but I do like a lot of the more modern forms of media for sure.
0: Okay, yeah, I uh, I always think about uh, Andre. Not nah, he yeah. told me the funniest story. Um, I didn't know that because we grew up together. I've known okay. it's like fourth grade. I didn't know this th- that he had did this. So. so He's, you know, he's a grinder. Obviously, he's gotten to a great place. He has a great Mm -hmm. job and he loves it. But his first, like, I guess, if you want to call it radio broadcasting job, was at Kent State from like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And he was um, telling fishermen where the best fishing was. (laughs) Something to that degree. When he told me that, I'm like, You've never fished. He goes, I know. But people would call in. I'm like, "Uh, Rocky River is great. (laughs) He doesn't know. That's amazing. But you know, you kind of just and he's like, but then one thing happened, and another thing happened, then another thing happened, another thing happened, and it was like, if you know your stuff, you know, and you're presentable, respectable, all the kind of normal shit that you really should be doing, it can definitely happen. I mean, he he's had some super ups and downs, but I mean. He loves his gig. He's right? great at it too. Yeah, he's really good. Every time I see him on television, my wife points like that's, that's uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's him no, again.
1: He seems like very well connected with the players too. Like they respect him, you know. It's kind of like a mutual respect, which I think is really
0: important. His uh his stories about His final days with the Browns, he still blames the Browns players for getting him fired. (laughs) Because they loved him so much. It was almost
1: too (laughs) buddy-buddy. They're like,
0: you know, and the the coach, I cannot remember which coach it was at the time.
1: Could have been one of many, so... Uh, So many,
0: (laughs) but... I think they basically just didn't want him getting too close to the players and the yeah. players knew that so fucked with Andre and right, he's just like I think that dude got me fired. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose but their right. joke turned into like right. you're too buddy-buddy with the players you're gone.
1: That's so funny. But it's the same,
0: same thing to see him on the field with the Guardians. They love him.
1: Right. Oh they you definitely know? do. And I think it shows to fans and fans like appreciate that. That's what people want to see is like that type of connection not some like oh, yeah. stiff post-game interview because it gets the players to open up more too and at the end of the day you know people well, aren't you there see- watch players. you they want to see the players yeah. open up
0: you don't see their stats you see the players then too right he's great at that he yeah. always has been yeah
1: definitely good and like you said it started from him just kind of even it was a in a you know talking about fishing and it like it's a, so a very obscure way he just put himself out there and if you just put yourself out there like who knows you just kind of go from one step to the next so it's it worked so out dumb for him. to hear it.
0: when he told me that i'm like that's the dumbest story. Yeah, but it's also again with what he's doing. Like no one, very few people, just come out the gate and boom, they land a TV gig yeah. with their favorite local professional team. It's, it doesn't happen. He's like, you got to put in time. He's like, it's a lot of lot of grinding, a lot of grinding, and a lot yeah. of. He's like in some shit jobs, and that was a garbage job. Right, where I had to BS my way talking to people about fishing, which I've never fished, right. and I. Definitely told them the wrong places to go. Right. And it was from two to six in the morning.
1: Well, and especially at the time, like they didn't have social media to like start your own things and put it out there. Like, I feel like that was probably more just oh, like, yeah. you have to go through these other avenues to do it. Now you can be like me, start a podcast and just be like, all right, I'm yeah. just putting it out there myself.
0: And that was his joke about the, he's like the fishing thing. That job is an app now. Yeah. That's not even a real job anymore. So true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like no one's going to the radio for that at this point. <laughs> no one's
0: like, hi, college radio station. Where's the best yeah. place to They're fish? They're saying,
1: hello, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <What's>, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's probably 10 different apps for the area about where the best fishing is that's not even a job anymore yeah but yeah you do have that option to kind of grind out uh what you want to do by doing that and some people are really i've had people on here that have massive followings just from yeah producing and putting together really good quick clip videos of a bunch of different things uh the best one is is joey kinsley surya oh yeah Mm -hmm. he's when i mean he and I were talking about the, I mean he sat here for like two hours and he's such a cool guy. Oh yeah. But I mean his videos, I'm just like, God damn, they're just the production's really good. You're funny. You're clearly enjoying yourself. Yeah and I, he's just like yeah it's just it's it's turned into something i never thought that it would turn into but right. it's from just doing stuff that i liked
1: right and now he's he's so consistent with it too like he really does grind it out and is constantly putting things out yeah. like i feel like it's always easy at the beginning it's kind of like when people start a podcast a lot of times i think they say the average length is like 7 episodes before people quit because it's hard to keep going you might have an idea at the start I but to even... continue it's pretty it's tougher than people think the, it is
0: the amount of the amount of podcasts that I have started with other people or yeah. tried to get going, and they all ended up quitting. It's, right. It's, it just doesn't... Also, this isn't hard. I don't care what anyone says. It's not. Yeah. It's just not. You have a laptop. You have Wi-Fi. You're like 90% to your podcast. Yeah. You just need a name. Right. <laughs> and a microphone. It's not... Right. But yeah, I think people... Because podcasting sounds awesome. It does. You sit there, you talk shit, or you have some fun, or you're talking about something you really, really like, um, and then you're like, all right, put out two episodes... It's weird they haven't gone viral yet. Yeah. Um, All right. I'll wait till five and then six, seven. And then then they start putting out less. Like, you see people that are like, they're putting out every two weeks. Then it's every month. It's like, you can't be a local podcast and put out every two months. No one cares.
1: Yeah. And they just don't like want to like, say it's, you know, they put out a couple and then they're like, oh, this week I really don't want to, I'm busy that night. And then they just slowly stop doing it at that point. It's hard to want to keep doing it consistently, especially when you get busy, you know, life happens for everyone. The
0: logistics of it are the hardest thing, obviously. Like for this, the hardest thing is just scheduling the people to come so I can release each week. So I got to plan and you know, make sure that I have a couple in the bank. That way it's, it's right. I, if someone cancels, I can't, and then I don't release, like I right. can't do that. You know, for I got to sure. stay ahead of it. So, yeah. but hopefully it's just fun, but it's funny you say that because yes, I six or seven, at least oh, for sure. that I've helped out with and they start super energetic and they're just like, uh, I'm like, Hey, did you put an episode? Like, no, not this week.
1: Yeah. Next but it's week. Coming. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely coming. Got some good stuff coming. Right. And then well, and It's, it's comes. the
1: same with Joey and his content. Like, I feel like. You know, even though, you know, a lot of people might think it's just easy to put that out, he's doing it consistently every day, all the time. Like, it does take a lot of energy for him to continue doing that. It's
0: a 60 second clip and it looks like it's fun, but like, he put time into that. The one he just put out recently was he dribbled a basketball for 24 hours straight. I know that sounds funny, but he actually did that. He did that. it, yeah. All right? Dribble one for 10 the, minutes, the you'll get He does the insane things yeah. that he
1: says he's going to yeah. do. He always does them. Dribble a ball
0: for 10 <laughs> minutes, you'll get pissed and tired. He did it for 24 right. hours. Right. I mean, he's doing these things, and he's condensing them into really interesting clips to get you to follow for right. more. Yeah, he's putting work into it.
1: For sure. And mm. that's why it ends up taking off. I think people just think it's going to be a little bit quicker and easier It looks than it
0: awesome. Is. It looks quick. Yeah. You're like, I can do that. It's nope. not. It takes a lot of time. It's very, very – it can be – you have to dedicate to it for anything to be good, even the stuff that looks fun. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So what do you got coming up?
1: Yeah. So continuing all of my content that I'm doing right now with my podcast and my Browns videos – you know, it's it is the hardest part of the year, like I said before, for sports talk oh, because yeah. it's just like, oh wow, what am I what am I going to talk about with the Browns this week when nothing has changed from last week? You know, it it does definitely get a little bit tough. But luckily, training camp soon is starting up. So we'll um definitely be there for some of that. And, Kind of looking, I'm definitely going to be going to some away games this year as well for the Browns, which will be exciting. Um, and yeah, just continuing what I'm doing.
0: You got away games picked out?
1: Yeah. So I think with my family, I think we're going to go to Indy because easy drive, not Five too bad. Five That's yep. easy. Yeah. Um, I, one of my friends and I, I think are going to go to Seattle. And then I have a friend who lives in LA who I'm thinking about visiting for that one as well. Would love to see SoFi. So it's kind of the plan right now, but we'll see how it goes.
0: That's cool. Indy's. I found some fun stuff to do in Indy. I spent a week in there, and I actually found some fun things to do there. There, There's some cool little little pockets with like bars and restaurants that I really really like. Well, they've
1: really built themselves around being this like convention type city where there's, you know, it's a it's a newer city too, which is always interesting as like you know. As us being in Cleveland, which is a much older city where there's a lot of character to it, like everything in Indy kind of looks the same, which is always like a weird thing, I yeah. think, yeah. to, oh, yeah, to yeah. see when you go there. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is a different different yeah. look than I'm used to.
0: Cool. Well, but, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that's awesome. I appreciate you coming in and talking about this. Yes. No this problem. Is, uh, I don't talk a lot about sports unless like Andre comes in or maybe it's fighters, like when they come mm. in. Too. Mostly, I, I, I don't talk about sports a lot. So it's kind of. Fun to talk about, especially, you know, some of the things that are going on. Whether it's more sports-minded or gossip sports-minded or right. not, so I do, I. I have to admit, I do enjoy it sometimes. I know because some of it's just so wild. Oh, and it sometimes is. Sometimes I'm just watching this on YouTube and I'm yelling it to myself. Yeah, like nope. Yep. Nope, you did that 30 days ago. Right. Your apology being shit.
1: Right. <laughs> so. And as much as I say it's hard to come up with topics in the summer, like somebody always does something where you have something to talk about. Like some crazy move happens in a league. Like something like the jaw stuff happens. Like there's always yeah. things to say because it's just human nature. You know, that's it's what it is.
0: Very much. It very <laughs> much is human nature. Someone's going to mess something yes, up. Yes, always. <laughs> and someone's going to capture it because of social media. Yep, so, well, just
1: good. as we like it.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, good. Again, I really appreciate you coming in. Um. A couple quick announcements. So I am finalizing the details for the next live show. Um, I don't want to say the date yet. It's I, I'm just waiting on. I've already got approval to do it. I'm just waiting on the date, um, which I sent off this morning, actually. So uh, I already have a musical guest lined up. And once everything is finalized, I'll pick the guest, pick probably the comic. Ken almost likely be there because he always is. And uh, I'll start blasting that out for everybody to come. I'm really excited about it because the last one went really well, even with the change in venue last minute. Um, this one, I don't think that's going to be a problem. The venue is even bigger, so we can get more people in there. So uh, that's it. I'll put that out as soon as everything's done. Abby, thank you again for coming. Thank you. And that's it. Thanks.